So, hi, hi friends, hi colleagues, <laughs> hi marvelous students. <laughs> so, like the question was about the, the faces and the consciousness of the faces. And uh, well, it was you, Nicolette, wasn't it? Yeah. So, few things just kind of start off with. Uh, just remember that, like we, we said thousands of times, I mean, the, the way we always look at this is we, we need to check for the seasons and the, the amount of energy in the person first. And then we check for intelligences. And this is done through the spinal neuron integrity way of doing it. And why do I say that? Because faces also reflects differently depending on what season, if it is discover, transform, and awaken. Because we have a tendency to see the face as a problem when it's about discover. We can look at it as, as an opportunity when it's more in transform. And it's actually a gift when we look at it from more of an awakened perspective. That makes a huge difference because we have a tendency to look at, at the face as a problem, regardless of what season we're in. You get it? So that will set the framework slightly different, I think, for all of us, including myself, because this, this is habit. It's, it's, it's totally ingrained in us that we look for the face as a problem. Do you agree on that one? Try to clear it. Yeah. So, so yes, we can we can have we can be aware of the face also from a consciousness perspective, and and that's good. But it's just one of the qualities we look for, and it's absolutely not a substitute for checking the face through parameters. So that will always be the one that's going to help us decide which phase we're going to work with. Because people are literally in many phases at the same time. And from, from the perspective of, of the phasing system, we always look for the lowest, lowest phase and address from that. And the reason for that is that lower phases can actually address higher phases, as you know already. But it's it's always good to remind that. So if we can work from phase one, we always do that because phase one can really affect all the phases. It's the longest uh, wavelength of all the phases. And actually also we address it from sacrum and from occiput and or sacrum and occiput, which means that we actually immediately affect the whole spine. So that's like the, the, the baseline that we need to come back to all the time. So, just getting a sense of a person when they speak or, or what, what you hear they say and sometimes what they don't say, and you figure out, oh, this sounds like a phase four, please check. Because it can be your bias, it can be the person's bias or habit that you hear. So, we always look for it from, from a... a more a physical appearance as well, or like the palpation and the uh, the parameters. So that that we got, and and I can tell you, 
when Donnie works with people, I mean, he can hear the faces, but he always checks. He always, always, always checks what's really going on. So he doesn't trust, or well, he trusts, but he knows that to, to get the understanding of what's really going on in, in, in the person, that's how you go about it. So you got that? So within that framework, we, we can start talking about the phases more from a, from a, a consciousness perspective. So like we do, we, we start from, from not with phase one. <laughs> we start with phase two, three, four, five. Do you want to say something, Mirta? Yeah, before you talk about each phase, uh, could you just maybe share what is a phase? So just to zoom out. Thank you for that one. <laughs> well, phase is, it's a consciousness. It, it's a state of being. And, and that state of being is dependent on our energy level. So it can be experienced in many, many, many different ways, all the way from, from a problem, a trouble, uh, all the way to the gift. Uh, but it, it's really a lens through which we look at the world and from a lens from how we experience the world as well. So with energy, it's, it's a lens that actually creates a greater, bigger understanding, a greater perspective of things. And we can also see the gift of it. With less energy, it might be something completely different. And then it's a problem, something that we want to get rid of like everything else so but it, it's it's really the state we're in yeah. uh, and then the state we're, the, we're in is always depending on on our energy level which intelligence is at work is that or do you want yeah, to add something muted yeah because i think you know it's just helpful to realize because you know you tend to get into habit of you just check for the face and see it as something as a, it's just a tension pattern. So I know where to contact this person, almost like, you know, where in SOT you put a person in a certain category and just a realization that, you know, a face, yes, it's a tension pattern. And it's literally like a state of being that the person looks at the world through right now. So, you know, our last time in the, in this talk, we, we talked about how each, energetic intelligence is, is literally like you know a force that organizes your system it's not just an energetic layer that we work with right when we do a bio contact it's much much more and the same thing with the face it's not just oh this person you know is in a phase three now i know i need to contact on the pelvis no that phase three it's a it's literally a state of being and that's how the person experiences the world at that moment in time so they're kind of like wearing the glasses of phase three. Yeah. What <laughs> what shades do you have? Are they orange or are they yeah. <laughs> brown or blackish or? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. So, any questions on that so far? Okay, with it. Akin, okay. Kina, <laughs> are you are you with us, Kina? Okay. <laughs> yes. Are you I, watching a movie? Really no, okay. I'm heavy on my phone and then I'm typing on the computer. Oh, all right. Okay, good. 
So if you look to the side, it's not that you're you're kind of zoning out. <laughs> Good. Yeah. All right. So the faces. And yes, the way we do it when we when we look for it in in reality, we we check is it a phase two, three, four, or five, and then we we always check for can we take it from phase one, and hopefully we can explain a little bit more why we do that as well now. So let's go to if we start with phase two, uh, you probably heard me saying that the the, the consciousness or or the theme we're looking at in phase two is what we call trust. And when there's less energy, it's literally the, the lack of trust. So in discover, it's like trust is elusive for the person. And there's a worry or fear for what the future will bring. Because this is, 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 uh, really about us being able with energy or without energy to, to, to uh, project ourselves into the future. And this is an amazing gift that we have as, as human species to, to be able to, to look from a perspective of the future, what consequences will what's going on right now have in the future? What do I need to do differently uh, for what will might show up in the future? We never will know, therefore trust is imperative. So if we don't have trust, we will experience worry about the future. If we have trust, we are still able to project ourselves and say, okay, I have a couple of plans, I have a couple of possibilities, I'm ready now. So I, I'm more ready to, to take the leap of faith, <laughs> to trust for what the future will bring. And actually, there's a little bit of a soul quality to, to phase two, because trust is nothing that you can figure out. It is something beyond the mental, but that is the basis for trust. So, and it's so for therefore we, we see it more as a soul uh, quality. You get that? So when we, when we have trust, we can project ourselves, get the big picture, have some ideas, and then we see, I'm ready, let's, let's take the leap of faith. When we don't have it, we feel the worry, we feel uh, concerned about it. And very often we also get stuck in a loop in the future. So everything is about the future, about the money, about the economy, about what's going to happen, maybe about uh, a possible, uh, what do you call it, like, like a, a quarrel or, or a clash with maybe your partner or something, or the meeting you have to have with your boss and you're really worried about it or something. So it can have more like just a time quality. Will I have enough money uh, before I get the next salary? Or maybe it is more emotional, which is, oh shit, I need to take care of this problem. And you, you put on scenarios how that might have to play out. Are we in it? Which is phase two C1, phase two C5. 
differences, so to speak. So phase 2C1 is more clearly, purely time-based. Phase 2C5 is more emotional, more uh, anger frustration-based when it is with lack of energy. Got it? So phase three, the, the key word there is identity. So with the, and as you know, with identity, it's more linked to the mental realm, lower mind, upper mind. It's, it's about having a, a clear experience of who you are or who you might need to be or who you must be. That's and and how your identity need to be need to grow, expand, or or be more focused, which is with more energy, so to speak. Uh, or it needs to be more pliable, so it can can actually accommodate more. It's not like giving after for, but you have like an identity that are more able to include more in your life. As comparison to when your identity gets a little bit hungry <laughs> or not well fed and you or with lack of energy, you have a tendency to go into all the thinking all the negotiating, all the would, shoulds, and musts, how must you be, or how should you be, or what do I need to do to get safety, love, uh, appreciation, all those words. That's the conditioned identity as compared to this is who I am. So conditioned identity is much more linked to, to the lower energetic part of, of phase three. And it's always about pleasing, fitting in, and all that. You get that difference? Did I get a yes <laughs> or no? Yeah. So just be, be aware of that from that perspective. And, and also know there are times when you work with people, when they come back and say, you know what? And last last week I, I met with the boss and I said no for the first time ever because he asked me to do something I felt was totally out of my my job description. And he he was totally taken aback and I felt so proud. And you celebrate that. And then usually they say, but a couple of hours later I felt like a shit. <laughs> because I broke the rule. And that when, when you have to reinforce and support them to say that, well, I mean, didn't feel really good when, when you were able to stand up for yourself for a moment? Oh yeah. So what happened when we started negotiating again, saying that maybe, or maybe, oh, maybe I did make him sad or whatever. You, you, I'm sure you you recognize this in yourself as well. I do, because we do this all the time. If you've been in, in any kind of relationship with other people, this is the game we play. And it's also the game we need to learn to play when we're young. So we're coming back to 
the the evolution and the the uh, the way we we learn through through development the different developmental stages so remember that these also sometimes the face is also a reflection on a little bit where in the de developmental stages you might actually get caught up and you can sometimes realize that oh i always get into this pattern hmm what stage or what time in your life is this more linked to? And you realize, okay, this is more linked to around that period in my life. So with the identity, very often it is the from four, age of four up to puberty, and then for lower mind and upper mind is beyond puberty, so to speak. So, so it can always blend and, and give you information. So... Very often when, when people come in with a phase three, you might hear them, the only thing they talk about is all the shoulds, woulds and musts. And they're always negotiating their identity and how they will accommodate others. Got it? Good. So what about phase four? Phase four, the key word there is passion. And as you know, it's not passion as in in love. Uh, it's passion of being present and emotionally involved in your life. So you're both physically and emotionally present in whatever you do. You can be passionate making the dishes. You can be passionate with being with people. You can be passionate in any possible circumstance. You can be passionate when you're carving a piece of wood because it's you have it has all those qualities, so to, so to speak. So, so what's the other side of passion? Passion is what we talk about as a more image-rich version of, of the face. Uh, but what we usually experience when we check people is when there's a little bit more lack of, of energy and they are in the, in the lack of passion, which means what happens? We always start to kind of go to, to our head and become mental or super mental. So we get brainy and we try to figure things out. And we set rules for it. So the, the typical brainy person where there's very little access to their emotions or their feelings or even a body sense, that's typically phase four. You heard me talk about alexithymia. That's uh, the key, key mark for, for phase four. So alexithymia being a, 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 a psychological term for not being able to uh, feel or experience a, an emotion or a physical experience. So, and as you know, we have two, two versions of that. And one is, is that if you look at the two extremes, and one is you don't feel shit. 
you have no body sense. You can you can hurt yourself and you don't know about it. You can be totally full of cancer and you have never been sick a day of your, of your life. You don't know about it. You, you drop dead with a massive heart attack. And everyone knows that you're on, on just on the brink of it, except yourself. That's one side of alexithymia. The other side is that you, you feel way too much. You're all over the place, but there's no reality to it. It's just totally scattered all over the place. And sometimes f funny or not, we see it as more of a masculine or feminine ways of, of experience alexithymia. It's not totally true, but there's some truth to it. It's more common that men goes into feeling shit, nothing. And it's more common that, that females have a tendency to go to, to the more scattered version. Uh, but, but I mean, it, you can experience it, you can see it, in, in, it has really nothing to do. Maybe culturally we have been geared towards one or the other, but just be aware of that. So alexithymia is, is the, the absolute perfect expression of what, what happens when there's a lack of, of passion, when we're in phase four with not so much energy available. And then we have the phase five. And the key word there is abundance. So when we are energy rich or super energy rich in phase five, which we can be, we experience abundance. We experience as plenty of everything. You have plenty of energy, plenty of whatever you need. Uh, and of course, the other side of it is that you, you experience scarcity. And scarcity is, is not enough. It's not enough energy for me to get through the day. No, I, I can't do this because uh, you have all the reasons in the world. And it's always about if I do this, I'm not sure I will be able because I don't feel that I have resources for it. So you downsize yourself and you downsize yourself and you talk back to yourself that, well, that's the only thing I can do, kind of. And you feel that kind of heavy, heavy, heavy weight on the person or the heavy sense of their energy in the room where you go into the room and you feel, oh, God, well, I suddenly felt so tired. Oh, my God, I don't know what, I mean, no, this, this is just going to be a tough day, <laughs> kind of. And then you realize that, okay, I'm just really experiencing or reacting on what's going on in the room right now. So phase five is where, where you downsize yourself when you, the energy drops so low so you can barely experience any energy and that's why a person in phase five when they're on the table you literally you can't see them breathe they don't move they're just lying like a, a dead piece of meat on the table because that's what happens when you have to downsize to the amount to that amount and there's a range of course and as i said this is when there's a lack of energy and there's a range also all the way up to you have plentiful. And that's what we also experience the gift of the face as abundance when, when we are energy rich.
in it. So all these different keywords are really the gifts we, we might experience when it's energized. And energized doesn't mean cleared. That's a different thing. So we don't necessarily clear faces. We make them energized. We feed them. So we can start to experience the gift of it. And sometimes you see parameters change. And that's great. So that means that, well, it seems like the face is a little bit more energized now. It doesn't mean it's cleared, it's out of the picture, it's energized, it's well fed. And sometimes that means, okay, there's another face that's a little bit hungry just beneath the surface, and you might work with that one at the same visit or next, the next visit. So that's hopefully creating a little bit better, better picture of what we're really working with, what we're really doing. Are you all right with that? Yeah. So now comes, we have gone through phase two, three, four, five. So what's always next? Can we take it from phase one? And what does that mean? It means that phase one is something that can affect all the other phases. It's, it's almost like you have a second pair of glasses that you look through, a second lens. And that lens is through the, uh, the key word there is remembrance. And remembrance is that we have had experiences of this, of phase two, three, four, and five. And Sometimes that remembrance of that experience will be help us uh, even better uh, feed the different phases that we we uh, experience. So, for example, if we're in phase two, trust, and we have lack of trust, we feel worry for the future. And we take it from, from phase one, which is also not so well fed, which means that you always have to look at it from, oh shit, it's, you look from it from more from the pain side. Of, and the other side of remembrance is that it's really non-experience. You haven't experienced, you haven't allowed yourself to experience it. It's, it's like you're not owning the experience you have had already. So, so, when we start to work from phase one, when we add more energy to it, we also are able to, to, to experience the other phases through the lens of remembrance, through, oh God, I've done this before. I have a shitload of experience of this already. And can that be a positive experience or is it bringing me down? So when we add energy to the phase one, we also add the possibility of actually owning the experiences we already had. And that will also support us looking at what might the trust, future trust be, or our identity evolve more efficiently. Do you get what I'm saying? So th this is where, where remembrance of phase one is, is so important because if we only work direct, we also lose out on, on all 
our experience, and not just in our generation, it could be like, like the human experience of it as well. And that's something that's really important. And it does not have to do if you're an external or internal. Because if it's energized, even for an external, you can look to the past and say, thank you. This is probably the most wonderful gift. You you like have a, a short peak when you're more external, but it's all still going to be an energized peak. As an internal, you might actually look at it more from, from uh, this is the base where I actually build everything. So that's where I'm coming from. But it can still be that energized or less energized state. So regardless of your internal and external, you can always uh, do the phase one <laughs> from, from an energized or non-energized place, so to speak. Got it? So phase one is, is something that, that we will look at all the other phases. When we look at the through the phase one, we add that perspective of, of, of our experience in the past. And if we can see it as an experience, it will help us. If it's still less than an experience or more of a non-experience or, or a pain or something that, well, I experience it, but I, I don't want to really deal with it, then we need to energize that first. All right. Any, any questions on that or comments or anything that you want me to, to go deeper with or, or evolve a little bit further? Hi, Mailing. We can't hear you. You might you might have to go to the settings and make sure that you whatever microphone is. Anyone else when as long as Maylin is trying to figure out? Um, I have a question that's sure. okay before Mylan. Yeah. Like in, you said in the beginning in relation to um, the faces express themselves differently in the different seasons and intelligences. Yes. Is it? Yeah. It, it's not that what? the face uh, is... If you look at it from, from a parameter perspective, it doesn't look different, but the way we experience it will be different. So the energetics yeah. of it will be different. So we, we can see it as, as a problem, as an opportunity, as a gift. So it could be every, anything from, from the lack of trust to, to having trust or, or uh, lack of passion to have passion. 
Mm. But it, it won't look different when, when you palpate and check your parameters. No, okay, but they will they will talk differently, kind of, and yeah, experience life in different, yeah, yeah. ways. Yeah, and I think also maybe an easier way to to see it is the same counts for us as practitioners. So when a person is on the table and you're checking this person and you realize that you're in the mindset of uh, I need to get rid of this face. <laughs> or you know like oh this is a tension pattern that's a problem then you are probably in discover because you are seeing it as a problem rather as an opportunity or a gift so that also sells something about your energy state of when you're working with a person so see that you know discounts for both you know the person on the table but also for you yes absolutely and that, that's that's a very very important point, and and to to be able to see that, I mean, we need to be like the uh, able to look at ourselves from from the side, so to speak. Uh, what you call it? Uh, I can't remember the word now. Anyway, <laughs> so yes, important. So Melin. So let's see. Elena, is her question now. We have like one minute 40 left on this Zoom. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can you explain when to choose only to do sacrum or only do occiput or choose to do them both? Well, honestly, it's not it's not a big deal. If we go super advanced, there might be something slightly different, but but really you go to where you have the most rapport. That's a simple answer. And usually, if you have a chance to take it from occiput, and occiput is super juicy, you do that. Because it has a tendency to, to even more efficiently create more energy in, within the system. But in usually in discover care, we have a, the, the rule kind of is, we start with the most conservative, which is usually working from sacrum. But the, the moment you figure out which is the dominant occiput and occiput is, is inviting, go for it, for God's sake. It, it's the best. Obviously, if the yeah. occiput is on the same side of the short leg. Of course, yeah. The same rules always. <laughs> Still applies, regardless what, what level of care or what, what season intelligence you do. Those rules are always there. Always true.